Leaning Toward Wisdom. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. Episode 17, Season 2021. Disasters Make Heroes. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here. No, it's not going to be a depressing show. But it's true. Disasters do make heroes. I can promise you that the show notes for today's episode, I think, are the shortest show notes I have ever produced. And that's saying something. For a guy who's been podcasting for 20 years. Hero or victim, what do you want to be? You think there's another option? What would it be? Yeah, I don't know either. I just do know that disasters make heroes, and I wish it were not true. I wish that the Instagram moments, right, these joyous occasions and, I don't know, perfect backgrounds, perfect lives, wouldn't it be great if that would make heroes of us or would it ah, it's worth a conversation hey welcome inside the yellow studio i think i already told you who i am but you know that already the website is leaning Let me uh, go ahead and get the call to action out of the way right up front. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. I think it's been proven, although I don't know for a fact, but hey, let's just go with it, shall we? That word of mouth is the largest impact on a podcast growth. I've never really tried to grow this podcast. I've just kind of let it meander its way into people's lives as it finds an audience. But if you feel so disposed to tell a friend, please do, please do. It will help us. Well, it'll help us become more famous. Yeah. Like that's always been the goal. Uh, let me catch you up to date. If you care, as I hit the record button today is October the 13th, Wednesday, The year is 2021. This is the 17th episode of the year. I don't know how many more I got in me for this year. It's, it's been kind of a slow going this year. I'm almost without excuse, but not entirely. Uh, this past week, Rhonda and I spent a lovely week in one of our favorite places on the planet in central Arkansas. Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. This is a place that we did not even know existed until the late summer, early fall of 2018 when we were experiencing our own disaster. Yeah, it's not worth going into. We just needed to get away, needed to uh, get out in nature, walk some trails, talk things out come to grips with some things, figure some things out. So I went looking for a place and I was looking for a place that was not 
going to take me forever to get to. Now, I'm rather fond of the Ozarks. Problem, the Ozarks are about eight hours away. Too far, too far. I didn't want to make that much of a drive. So I intentionally went looking for some place that was six hours maximum. Now, here in the state of Texas, especially in north central Texas, you can drive just about any direction. Well, you can drive west and you can drive south and you can drive for miles and 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 you still are in Texas. It's going to take you a long time to get to Mexico or the Gulf. And it's going to take you a long time to get to New Mexico. So I went looking. I'm looking for a change of topography. I'm looking for big, big trees mainly. Looking for places to go walk and cast my eyes toward Arkansas. Haven't spent a lot of time in Arkansas. Well, uh, at that point I hadn't had been to Fort Smith a few times, little rock, a few times, a few other places, a few times, but I can't tell you that I had spent much time in the state at all. I knew from my previous ventures there that it certainly it certainly had natural beauty, but I got to confess it was just not really on my radar, but I go looking and I stumble around and find this place called hot springs village. Now I knew hot springs and I'm not a hot springs, Eureka Springs kind of a guy. I you know, touristy No. But this wasn't Hot Springs. This was Hot Springs Village. What is this? This has got to be this. What is this? A suburb of Hot Springs? I've never heard of this place. So I went looking. And I get on Airbnb. And I book a place. And we go and we stay. And it's a perfectly lovely little bedroom suite in the basement of a super host. Whose name is Dennis Simpson who now is a co-host for another podcast that I do called hot springs village inside out.com. That's the website HSV hot springs village HSV inside out.com. Um, that's a whole nother story. I won't go into that here, but if you want to check it out, please do. And please tell a friend. Anyway, it's just a gorgeous place. We stayed, we had a perfectly lovely time. He has this home on a lake. Lake DeSoto, and I find out that this is like the largest gated community in North America. Okay, well, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me other than, yeah, okay, I got to go through a gate. Wait, no, I, I've, I've got to give them my name. They have to check me in. They don't just let anybody in. Okay, well, this is unique. I've not experienced this before. We drive to his place and we leave and go walk and watch state park, which is minutes outside the gates of hot springs village. And we come back inside hot springs village and we walk and there's trails and there's more trails and then there's more trails. And then we, we leave again and we go and we do some more hiking outside and we come back in and we drive around a little bit in this place, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I leave not knowing that much about this place. Because, well, it was a disaster that brought me to this place. I'm preoccupied. 
I've got my mind on other things at this moment in my life in 2018, post-Labor Day. Uh, my wife and I and other members of our family have been gut-punched, and we're dealing with it, right? We're just doing what we got to do, and she and I are getting away, and it kind of becomes a favorite place, although I know nothing about this place at this point. I mean, we stay for a a number of days and nights and we leave still not knowing much about it because, well, we are in the process of working through this disaster and making a conscious and unconscious decision, hero or victims, hero or victims. Now, I would love to tell you that we emerged from that some three years ago as heroes And I would love to tell you that we in no way are victims. Uh, And while I began by saying hero or victim, do you think there's some other option? Yeah, I, I think the other, the other option is, I don't know. It's something between the two. I'm not sure what it is. It's not spectator because, well, it's your life and you're having to deal with it. But you don't feel like a hero because, well, you don't necessarily feel Charlie Sheen-like. You don't feel like you're winning. And you don't feel like a victim because, well, some of us just kind of refuse to accept that moniker. We rather choose to believe that what we can control is our own behavior. And so we're going to lean into that. Um, for us, it wasn't hero or victim. It was a disaster. And I guess the best word that comes to my mind is survivor. We just wanted to survive the thing. And mainly we wanted to help some other people that were very important to us. We wanted to help them survive it. I don't know when I first encountered kind of the thought that our lives equal a story and that we are writing our story. This is not a novel concept, but I don't have some conscious memory of the first time that it dawned on me. Okay. This is your life. You are writing this story, write the story that you want. I've long, long, long thought this, And I'm certain that I read about it in 2009, Thomas Nelson published a book by Donald Miller, the name of the book, a million miles in a thousand years, subtitled what I learned while editing my life. That book probably is the most recent kind of a, of a, of a big book. I say a big book. I don't know how big a book this was. I mean, it's not like Thomas Nelson is, you know, they're mostly known for printing Bibles and things, and they are a very faith-based publisher. And Donald Miller was, and I guess to some degree still is, he's kind of morphed his career into business coaching. (laughs) Yeah, of all things. Um, At any rate, the... The publisher and Donald Miller and the message, it it was all, it was all kind of congruent. Uh, 
with the whole faith-based thing. And I don't know how big that book was, but it had some notoriety. It had some, you know, it had some public favor. And I was trying to think the other day if there's a, a, a book, I don't know, in the last 20 years that has really kind of catapulted the whole notion that your life is your story and you're in charge of writing your story. But I couldn't come up with one. If you can, I'd love to hear from you. Just go to the website, leaningtowardwisdom.com, and hit me up. Let me know. I've long told my coaching clients, I've used the title of today's show. I've just uttered it as kind of a truth because it, it is my perspective. I do as always reserve the right to be wrong, but disasters make heroes. I don't find hero stories emerging from took this exotic vacation, had a lovely time. Everything was great and terrific. And hey, here, look at the 10,000 pictures that we took and all the countless videos that we took of the magnificent time that we had. No, heroes emerge from burning buildings. They emerge from calamities and disasters. And while in 2018, my wife and I and other members of our family were going through a personal disaster of our own, I don't, I don't know that any of us emerged as heroes. I, we emerged, we emerged victorious in the sense that we endured because in writing my own life story, I have learned this much. You can't overcome everything. You commonly hear people talk about their battle with cancer or other people in their family or loved ones, friends battling, battling cancer, battling some disease. I understand the verbiage, but quite frequently those battles don't end in victory. Quite frequently the illness wins. Does that mean the person didn't put up a fight? Well, it, it, it would kind of imply that, wouldn't it? Which is why I really, I, I hate, I hate that whole, I hate that whole sequence of language. Personally, I'm not offended by it. I just got to be a better way to phrase this stuff. Cancer often wins. Increasingly, cancer is losing, and that's a good thing. But yeah, the win or loss thing. It doesn't really resonate with me. I don't presuppose that the friends that I have lost through the years to cancer or something else were people that, well, just didn't put up a fight, surrendered. You just can't win every battle. Oh, I know your mom told you you could, but she was just being nice. I'm trying to be kind trying to be helpful and not ugly about it, but you know, nice is everything's great and everything's going to work out. Well, it, it might not, but if you can't overcome it, you can endure it. You may not think you can, but you can. I'm living proof. 
we have survived three years with a disaster that quite frankly, it will be a lifelong disaster. It just will. And it is made so because of the behavior of someone else that I have zero control, zero influence over. And that's fine. That's fine. It's sad, but it's just the reality. So what are you going to do? Well, I, you're going to do what you got to do. So you take a, a scene, right? We've seen all these documentaries about the nine 11 disasters and these, these first responders. And there's just been one story after another story, after another story of heroes. And you think, well, the, the hero, they emerge from the burning building. No, most of them didn't. They died trying. They died trying to help people. They died trying to rescue people. Very few succeeded. So the hero story is not a story of blind optimism and you emerge victorious and you don't suffer defeat. Quite the contrary. If you examine, I don't know, pick something, pick your favorite book, your favorite movie that has some hero attachment, you likely are going to see a character who has, who suffers all kinds of defeat along the way. And at the end, perhaps they win. Maybe they don't. It's not the coming out of the burning building necessarily that makes the hero. It's what happens inside the burning building. I long, long, long ago as a child was rather fascinated by that story of those three Hebrew children taken captive, carted off to this far country, this far kingdom and made slaves or servants of the court. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. If you don't know the story, look it up. It's in the scripture. They get cast into this oven. They're going to be executed. It doesn't happen that way. God Jehovah is with these boys. And they emerge. But they had to go through the fire. They had to endure what they had to endure. Their victory was not really through any making of their own, other than the fact that they had faith and confidence in God and God was with them, but they didn't have the power to overcome flames. The flames were so hot. The oven was so hot. The men who were escorting them to their own, to their death, they died. They couldn't even get close enough to the oven to shove these boys into it. It had been heated up way beyond what was normal. I learned, I learned a long time ago, the value of the fire. It doesn't mean I like it, but there is value in the disaster, but the value is in how you're going to respond to it. Yep. Your knees buckle. Been there, done that. And it's bound to happen to me again. But at some point, you get back on your feet. 
Yeah, sure. At first, you're really bent over. All the air has left your lungs. Your legs don't feel like they could even support half your weight, much less all of it. But eventually, you stand back up. You may be hanging on to something or somebody, but you stand back up. And then slowly, perhaps, maybe sometimes more quickly, you just start to move forward. You find a path forward. I don't know. Do you think about your life as a story that you're writing? Let me make it about as simple as I know how, because, well, I'm a rather simple guy. Hero or victim, let's assume that it's one or the other, and there's nothing in between. I rather suppose that a hero story is a story where you just refuse to be a victim. You accept responsibility for where you are, for what's going on. It doesn't mean you're to blame, but it means what's next is entirely up to you. What's your response to this disaster going to be? What's your response to this bad news or circumstance going to be? I guess for me, the hero's story is summed up in a, in a phrase. Now what? Now, what are you going to do? And if you make the decision that I'm going to get on with it, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to do the very best that I can full well knowing that I'm not in control of what everybody else does. I'm not in control of what anybody else does, but I'm in control of what I do. And so I can control my response and I can control my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, my actions. Those belong to me and I can do something with those. And what I choose, it will likely determine whether I am a hero or a victim. Do you feel ripped off because <laughs> it was short? Surprised you, didn't I? You didn't think I had it in me. Brevity. Shows you what you know. Disasters make heroes. It's episode 17, season 2021. I'm glad that you're here. If you are not part of the Facebook group, please go to the website, leaningtowardwisdom.com, and just click that Facebook icon up in the menu. It'll take you right there. It's not a big crowd. There's like 150-some-odd people. But I'd love to have you there. What's your story? How well are you writing that story? Or as Donald Miller subtitled his book, how well are you editing your story? Sometimes we probably need to spend way more time editing eliminating the things that are kind of ruining our story. For me, that means eliminating the things that I don't do well, the things I need to improve, growth, improvement, change. It's the path forward. My name is Randy Cantrell. LeaningTowardWisdom.com is the website. Greetings and welcome.
inside the Yellow Studio. <laughs>